on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast hosted by Dave and Johnny. It's been a, a busy fortnight, busy 10 days or so in the world of golf from Tiger Woods' car accident to Colin Morikawa kind of emerging as the new dominant force in golf. It's, um, yeah, plenty of headlines, plenty to go through. Dave, how have you been? I'm good, Johnny. How are you? All good? Yeah, good, good. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed the workday. Um, but before that, I actually, I really enjoyed Riv. Really enjoyed watching that. Um, the playoff between that, between Max Homa and Tony Fino. Tony Fino is probably the only bet that I, <laughs> I made or prediction at the start of this year that looks like it's going to come true. Bear in mind, it's only March, so still another nine months. That, he, that he's not going to win. That he's not going to win. He's, he's You're honest, so harsh. Honestly, God, he's tried his damnedest to not win repeatedly. You're so harsh. You are so harsh. I like like Riviera played his way into the playoff, shot the lights out. Yeah. Like, what more do you want him to do? Like, he came from so far back. She's now, a 64 okay. in regulation. <laughs> yeah, so just to get into a playoff and you're giving him grief. I, I, I It's like, are you not entertained? Um, <laughs> like, what more does he have to do? Like, he, he came from... Do you, know, do you know what the thing is about this, right? We always go give out about Rory and his, like... And to an extent, Fina, about the playing his way into a top five, as in never actually in contention, but yeah. ends up top five. Whereas what he did this time was played his way into the top <laughs> five and then kicked on again and got into the playoff. Now, he shouldn't have been in a playoff. Re- realistically, yeah. like yeah. if like Max had like yipped on, like by his own admission, he just yipped on a bit left. Like he hit this an unbelievable clutch shot on eighteen to um to three feet. Yeah. Um, absolute nails. Just oh, like yeah, balls absolutely of nailed steel it. off that man there at that moment. Yeah, exactly. And then he uh, he he did he even lip it? Did it lip or did it hit? It did. Yeah, I can't remember. Can't, can't I did lip. It, yeah, yeah, kind of right to left, and it was uh, it was tough for him. And then he went to the playoff. They went to the tenth. Oh my god! Actually, I, I nearly forgot about this. Yeah, Mike Holmes shot in the tenth. Yeah, so, into the tree. Into the tree with his drive. So tenth is a short par four, which basically yielded everything from a two to a twenty in terms of scoring for the week. Um, into the butt of a tree, which kind of left him with the only option was to aim miles right with a to pitch to pitch out, um, but managed to hood the face close enough to to get it to. Eight ten feet, and um, they have the bar, have them fours. But if you want shot. to see a shot that kind of highlights the gap in quality between an amateur <laughs> and a professional, it, it, it is that shot there in oh. the slow motion where you see him hood the club head over the ball. You wa- I watched that and I was like, well, I could just never do that. And like ninety nine percent of people or... could never do that. It was just it was class. It was yeah, absolute class. Was... Like he basically nearly hit a hook from 15 yards, um, and then he he hit one 
like skeptically close to the bunker on 14, which is uh, par three, and he, he he won with a par 20 if he now into the bunker. So that was, but that place just looks incredible. It was two weeks of the course kind of biting back at, at players and like this the whole distance debate I've, I found. So the concession this week and then Riv the week beforehand yeah. kind of just makes the argument for, well, course setup is the way to go. But all they did was around the greens, it, it, the, all the protection was in the greens in turn, on, on both courses, to be honest. And it was these shaved tight runoffs um, made it super hard to get your up and down. I'll tell you where it was really evident, actually, Johnny. If you if you go on on from a scoring perspective, um, take Pebble Beach the week before and look at the spread on the field um, from those who made the cut. Now I know the WGC is a non-cut event, but if you look at the we're looking at the concession and we're looking at uh, at Riviera, so go to the PGA Tour. Daniel Berger won at eighteen under. The last in the field in terms of who made the cut uh, was at even par, so eighteen shot spread across the field. Yeah. WGC. Now, as I said, I know it's four ends, so it's different. 18 under one again. The last place finisher was Luke Serbert on 14 under. So it's a 32 shot spread on the field. And then if you actually go back to Riviera as well, so 12 under one there, and 10 over was the last person who had made the cut on that. So what you're seeing there is 22 to 23 shots spread. So based off that, like it's it's a it's a sh- it's a whole or it's a basically nearly two uh, two shots around difference in terms of first to last. Um, but we had been told that this was going to happen. Like I know we speak about Nolan up a lot, and they actually went out and played the course um, at the concession, um, and they noted that while the guys who are hitting it well and the good iron players. And look who came out on top. Mm. Colin Morikawa, the best in the game at the moment. Uh, he said, those guys are going to have loads of opportunity to go very low. Now, 18 under around that course is very, very low. Now, he did win by three, so take the field average at around 15. Uh, but he said, there are guys going to be absolutely spread in terms of the scoring. Like the amount of 10 overs, nine overs, eight over rounds was was enormous. Um and it was all down to the greens, green complexes. Like fairways are 70, yard wide, 70 yards wide there at times. Like some guys played, like some holes are tighter than others, but on the whole, it's a, an eminently gettable course uh, off the tee and then so tough around the greens. Like some of the shots you would have seen, like Cameron Smith should have hit a, wet, a bunker shot into five feet. It just tipped over the edge of a hog's back and rolled off to 40 yards. And you're just going, that is tough going. But... um. It just made for such good viewing, though, because even though he Morikawa won by three shots, like there was a triple waiting to happen anywhere, but he's just too good. Yeah, I think that was that was really evident, and, and the triples and, and quads were everywhere. I think if you're going to talk about the standout score on one of the holes, you have to look look at um, Victor Hovland's <laughs> final hole, eight <laughs> over day, yeah. eight quadruple bogey. Um, on the par four ninth hole like that was fantastic to watch for so many reasons but he still shot a 69 like if he fired that hole he would have been on route to like really really be in contention on the weekend and and mix it up he still finished second 
Oh, he f- finished three shots back. Three like, shots back. like he gets out of there with a bogey. Now I know he hit it in a horrible spot. Um, uh, which, <clears throat> but the, the actual approach shot wasn't bad. It just kicked wildly right off. Yeah, the, off that's the, the green complexes again. <laughs> yeah, it was down to the green. Like this, this was only a five yard miss that turned into into an eight for him. Yeah. Like you take that out, and he would have been there, thereabouts. Played himself back in. Like hit, came out of the blocks flying. Had five under the last day. Um, but what what that tells you about him? He's pretty he's pretty tough in the head. Um, yeah, because he was chipping in left, right, and center then. Like this is a guy who genuinely did shank a chip in a tour event in Puerto Rico actually this time last year. There you go, yeah. and he just laughs his way through it. He just has a great attitude to get out of these situations without too much scarring. I think probably the shot that hurt him the most on that with that eight was the bunker shot where he was the ball was up against the collar and he had no option or no other shot really to try and get under it, but then just airmails, like catch the wreath in airmails and back over the green. That probably hurt him the most. Relatable. Johnny, I believe is how he described that. Very relatable. But he's, um, yeah. So like that, that that was the theme from the, from those two places. It was like, (laughs) that's how you beat professional golfers is, or sorry, that's how you beat the middle of the pack guys. I think yeah. I think I think the good guys are always going to score and like DJ tearing apart Augusta. No one else really tore it apart. Do you know Colin Morikawa effectively tore apart the course uh, at the weekend? Um, and yeah, I think that's what, what's the, what's the what's the where are the commonalities in that? I suppose it's we don't need rough. We need bare lies and slopey greens. Do we want to get into the workday or do we want to talk about Tiger first? Probably to talk about Tiger first. Well, it was his event, I suppose. So, or sorry, Genesis was his event. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, bad, bad deal, bad scene. Yeah. So, I guess I don't know how anyone could have missed it, but it was on the Monday following Riviera. Riviera, Tiger was at seven a.m. Found in an in an upturned car that had gone from their right-hand side of the road through the median, which is like the divider separating two lanes of traffic going one way and then another two lanes of traffic going the other way. So the car swerved over the median across the opposing two lanes of traffic and into the bush, essentially. The Reading the police reports and the, like the hospital statements, the 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 word that really stood out to me that that tells me that he isn't going to be coming back play golf ever is that his his leg was comminuted, which means shattered into more than two into minute particles or pulverized. That's the definition of the word comminuted, comminuted which was how they described his leg, his tibia, and his ankle. Um, that's the shin for going from the knee down to the ankle. Um, one of the biggest and toughest bones in your leg. So there were nails and a metal rod placed into his leg as well, which given everything that Tiger's already been through with five back surgeries, this for me is probably the one that's gonna he's not gonna recover from. Yeah, it's it's 
pretty sad, to be honest. Um, I hope you're wrong. So do I. Oh, Jesus. I hope you're wrong. I hope, like, any of the reports are wrong. But, like, you saw the car, like, okay, let's just go with Alive is good. Um, Alive is very good because, like, it was a massive wreck. I don't know if anyone saw the car. The car was pretty much in bits. Um, They're... Like I don't, I don't even want to go into how it happened. Uh, he was his his bloods were clear of of anything. So like mm-hmm. that, like take as take his red that all is as it should be. Um, just it's just horrendous, isn't it? What happens? Like it like it, it, it genuinely was a shock. Um, it was a shock. You, you I think, did you if you watched Tiger at Riv on Sunday when he did the interview with Nance? Like he did not look in a good way. His cheeks and eyes were all quite puffy. puffy yeah, yeah. He he, he looked like a man who was. You, you, I don't want to say like he looked drowsy or anything, like as if he was on painkillers, but he he looked like he was struggling. Well, like it'd be perfectly normal, like so so soon after a, a surgery to to be on some elements of painkiller. Um, and I, and I'd never like Jesus never hold that to to him. It's just no way. Uh, no. Um, it just seems an awful lot on him. Um, in terms of, I'd love as much as I'd like to see him back, and you'd love to see him. You just love to <laughs> kind of actually. I know we're talking about it, so the irony is not lost on me. It's like probably just wish people just leave him alone a bit. Um, mm. everything he does is a through my is a circus. Is a circus. It's an it's an absolute circus. Like like as you said. Like he did, he did seem like drowsy and quite puffy faced after the surgery. Like, but then he's probably been lying down for six weeks and hasn't been exercising. Like, I'm telling you, if I lie down for six weeks, I'd probably look a bit puffy myself. Um, do you know? But that, this gets this gets like hyper analyzed. Um, the crash, like, it's like, what was he on? Like, what was he doing? Like, like as the, as the the cops came in and said, it was just an accident. Like, you can't charge someone for an accident. Like he he goes for back surgery. Everyone knows about it. Like even the reaction at the weekend. Like the players all wear black and red. It's like it's it's like anything that happens to Tiger just seems to get like blown up to this level where like a, an individual who transcends the sport comes under the scrutiny. But I don't think anyone comes under the level of scrutiny in any sport. I've never seen this. Where no way. Even when like when Kobe passed, and that was like a year ago now. Yeah, yeah. Even when Kobe passed. Yeah, there's a lot of eulogizing him, but like when Tiger got into his accident, okay, obviously there was a moment where you were concerned for his life, but honestly, it's it's it was as it was as if Twitter was every single person on Twitter was writing his obituary. Yeah, and yeah. I think rather than looking at it that way, we should all just be like, Jesus, we're so lucky he's still alive. Like yeah. he, I remember a few years ago when he was talking about not being able to pick up his son. son or daughter or play sports with them or, or walk around or bend down to tie their shoelaces. Like he's come from such a long way from that point to now have yeah. this massive accident thrust upon him. Just leave him alone. Just l- let it off. Like, leave yeah, to be honest, it's just, it, it, because it, I don't think it. I don't know where it ever stops. Even if he doesn't play golf, he's still like, this is the person who, who whose extramarital affairs garnered more, um, front page headlines in the New York Post um, than 9-11 like to, to, to put that into perspective 
and that that's not that's not that's not hearsay that is that's simply the, the facts of it so the world's worst ever terrorist attack has been over, overshadowed by someone's not overshadowed but didn't deserve as much coverage as as tigers um as tigers affairs like and and that's his personal affairs at, at that <laughs> so you just just think now that just let him disappear for a year like like and, and and see what happens like that's all like ben hogan came back from something he got had a ben hogan was 36 a, and didn't have yeah true, true well he took on he took on a greyhound bus and, and lost <laughs> um so let's put that into perspective so um at the same time as you said tiger is older he is 45 45 now so like yep just we'll just wait for another 10 years and his son will be along and we can start this all over again <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no it's sad to see um and just hope it's all right i'm just i'm shocked that he doesn't have a driver <laughs> absolutely baffled baffled at the fact first thing i thought of like he likes he he's notorious for liking his independence, but man, just just get a driver, or have be supplied like he was in the the, the Genesis courtesy car um, <clears throat> that would have been given to him for the event. So like, yeah, yeah, easy to say that now. Easy to say that now. Yep. Yeah. But look, we obviously like the rest of the golf community. Yeah, like it's sad, and we just hope for he hope he comes back. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Absolutely. Um. But yes, moving on to moving on to workday. Yes, Property. we'll get it get into this now. Um, let's talk about just from a, from a, a national perspective. Rory's close. I think Rory's close to to performing. He shot what 69, 70, 66, 71. So there was never an overpower round, which is mm-hmm. which is good. That's yep. Usually now you get three good rounds and one awful round. So he's. He's bringing that dispersion in a bit, which which is good to see. Um, Change putter, which is nice. Saw that. I don't yeah. think that he he obviously like wasn't liking that Spider X. Well, uh, like change is good as a rest, isn't it? With some things, just mm-hmm. fancy something. Went back to one that he's used a lot previously. One that he won his a shape. Sorry, a shape. Um, a bit, it's the, the the traditional Scotty Cameron slash Ping answer style. Uh, he's won majors with that. Um, mm-hmm. He won all his majors with that, I think, actually, didn't he? So, yes. Yep. He just wanted a different look. That's fair enough. Yep. Um, Shane Lowry didn't do quite as well. I think surprising because I think if you went into this week, you would have said, oh, like Shane's touch around the greens is world class. This is a course that would have suited him. Um, I think this place was too tough around the greens, to be honest. I think this was a case of scrambling well. Um, but rewarded really good iron play. Um, and obviously that's probably is where, where Shane has said that he, like he, he is improving and getting there. Um, probably needs, needs a, needs, needs a couple of results pretty quick. Um, to put yeah. some pressure on Porrick Carrington for the, for, for the, this is where he needs to be performing. That's what Porrick said in, in his uh, interview with, um, golf.com. So yeah, he needs, to, he needs to be standing up these events. Who stood out to you then as a as a, as a player at work work day apart from the obvious Colin? Because we'll get we'll get to him. Um, um jump out Brooks you? looked Brooks looked back back proper yeah. back as in going to win a major back. Um, 
had just a, like a really, really, really solid week. Um, Webb Simpson is always there. My God. It's just like for him and his excess of sun cream on his face are constantly like threatening top top tens like would be a would be impressive uh the person who i thought was going to to kick in uh was matt fitz he looks like i'd say that as well yeah yeah so like here's a guy with has has a win recently in dubai um against a tough field like has got has been in the u.s and has, has done well like level par on the last day like like probably dropped him out of a top five really like do you know like finish a 10 under um everyone else around him kind of shot kind of threes fours and fives under par so he was good so if i was to say outside of obviously um morikawa now i suppose we did speak about hovland and can't stress how close he is to winning something very very big he looks so good oh so good like like they say like his like his short game is his weakness. Like like you don't go to the concession and be fifteen under with a with a bad part to your game like that. You just don't like. For me, Hovland, uh, Kepka, uh, Simpson were the were the three that kind of stood out. To be honest, as for for varying different reasons, various different stories. One consistency, two going to win big, and th- the other one is back now after injury. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, Hovland, uh, Fitzpatrick, and then Horschel, I found, came out of great nowhere to watch. Great to watch. Yeah, great to watch. Oh, brilliant to very, watch. very opinionated guy as well, which I found in his post-round interviews. There's a lot to say. Oh. Also, like, what a well-dressed man. What a handsome man. He is a handsome man. And what kind of a head the ball is he, though? Like, all we saw across the whole week were shots of 15, 16, 17-foot crocodiles or alligators and snakes. And then up, I think it was 16 or 17, in he pops into the swamp, rolls the trousers up, the white trousers. White trousers. White trousers, <laughs> brave, 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 And gets in. I was like, I was texting a couple of lads, like, get out of the water, you, hey, you fucking mad idiot. Man. You absolute <laughs> madman. Uh, he was very unlucky with that shot too. It just came up a bit short. But mm. um, uh, love his putting style. It's like he sneaks up on it. Yeah, I've ever seen um, Horschel at the Open in Port Rush, and he was wearing the uh, Ralph Lauren hoodie back then. So he he was a pioneer, fashion pioneer, way back then. Yeah, he's he, he's wearing those really cool. No, I know. Oh, yeah, I might as well talk about fashion as well. Uh, he's wearing those really cool new Footroy shoes. The I think they're called the Premier, which are out next mm. week in t- or two weeks time. They're very very classy looking. They are. They're very. They're very, very nice. Um, yeah, hey, he he has he had a, a wild sec a second place record in terms of I think the last four times he went into the final round in second place he won three of the four times. That's clutch enough, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I mean, now mm-hmm. he's also I don't think he'd won since like twenty sixteen or something. So those positions come few and far between, but when he gets into that scenario. It's like that Tony Fina thing where when he's in that environment, he knows how to, to get it done. It's just for him a case of getting to that position. Yeah, he would have played as well. I think he played the Walker Cup in Royal County Down, didn't he? He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he beat Rory? Did himself and Ricky Fowler beat Rory and Johnny Caldwell? I, I think no they idea. could have. Yeah, he's 
Yeah, sorry, uh, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. I could say yes, but that I'd just be completely yeah, we're just, yeah. Um but yeah, so look Carl Morikawa is he he is the main star that came out of out of the that event that day for, for many reasons. Like he is a world class operator. 70, oh, so 64, good. 67, 69. He wins WGC and a major in twelve within twelve months. Um, the only person to have won about the major on WGC before the, t- the time they're 25 is Tiger Woods. Yep. It's good company. It's good company. Yep. And it's a, it's a busy old, um, <clears throat> like there's a lot of sharks in that pond. Mm. <laughs> sharks in a pond. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, he, he's like, it's, it's fairly stacked as to who could win nowadays. And he's kind of separating himself a little bit. He's kind of got a bit of distance. Yeah and, yeah, and I think that makes Colin's results even more impressive because I think when Tiger, when Tiger kind of burst on the scene, yeah, there were guys that could win any given week, but I think the the game is so much more athletic and the players are so much stronger and technology has brought the game to a point where, you know, throw a rock and you could hit a guy on the PGA Tour who would be in with a good sh- chance of winning. So for Colin to do it, and two very big stages within quick succession of one another really for me shines a lot on him as like the next big dominant force in golf. Yeah, I think so. I think he's, eh. I say that like, or you say that like he's, he's probably where Justin Thomas was to be honest as well. Like he's that level come in, won a major, uh, prolific when he's on his day um so like do i think he'll stretch away and win 20 times i don't think anyone mm, i don't think that's there anymore yeah no. but that's the thing I, like not that not that i'm saying he's not very very good or whatever it, i just don't think that that's but do i think um, he'll win like six yeah seven? that's yeah, yeah exactly like he'll win once a year but i, I like the uh, the multiple winners, Bar Bryson's kind of stretch, um, and and DJ to a certain extent as well. Like, do guys win that much? Like, do, do guys win four times a year? No, like I can't just. It's just too deep. Too deep. The fields are just too deep for that. Who will win a major next, Colin Morikawa or Roy McIlroy? Colin Morikawa. Yeah, I I just probably have more faith in terms of how he's like. Like that's on current form. Like really, who do I want to win one? like Rory um, that goes without saying I just that was a very instinctive kind of answer it's just like oh yeah okay go with, go with the form guy like seems to close out well um, hangs on to like seems to run run well like actually sorry seems to run well as a sorry seems to go well as a front runner yeah but also can sneak up and steal one a la the PGA Championship yeah yeah, yeah I think when you compare him to his contemporaries, which I think if he's going to group three of them together, you got to group him, Wolf, and Hovland together. Wolf obviously won first and won early, but Mark Harris now won like the biggest and won the most as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Like in fairness, like Wolf was there thereabouts at the course, the to- like the toughest US Open. I uh, uh, sorry, a tough US Open, like seconds. Um, distant second actually in fairness but second nonetheless to to Bryson in wing foot uh, Hovland um, is probably the next one to go close in 
from from a major perspective based off form he, sh- he should uh yeah so that, that, those three are they're obviously all clumped together because they all graduated they're the same year of college so they're graduated they're, they're together in the same way you kind of have to a, to a to an extent ricky jordan ricky ricky fowler jordan speed and 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 justin thomas just cause mm. they're friendly too so but that's that's his contemporaries yeah so we, we kind of touched upon it earlier um the the spread of scores yeah um i put i put a tweet out there on our twitter account saying that it was revealing how the european players didn't quite perform and that's concerning given the year that we have obviously a Ryder cup year in the states some people came back saying they predicted this they'd seen you know seen the writing on the wall others said that it's a it's a u.s success story rather than a european failure whereas i would see the u.s success story as a european failure um i don't think the two are mutually exclusive but um why would you say that there is a gap if there is a gap at the moment like you have bear in mind the two guys the two european players that came in the top 10 play all their golf on the pga tour rory and victor hovland yeah yeah and then you have to get down to matt fitz who seems to be graduating more and more towards that but then if you like if you go down through the field there's actually just not many europeans in the field like there's um Probably nearly as many um, Korean and South Korean players as there are Europeans. Yeah, like you, you do have to drift down to the bottom of <clears throat> um, the last. <laughs> what's telling is in the top. So just let's let's go top twenty um, from from workday, and this 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 goes to your point. You have Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Aaron Rye in the top 20. So that's three in the top 20. If you go for the bottom 20 of the field, uh, bearing in mind this is top 50 in the world and a few invites here there. So you have Andy Sullivan, Rasmus Hoygaard, Sebastian Valamaki, Laurie Cantor, Lee Westwood, Bob McIntyre, Guerrabello, Bernd Wiesberger, Justin Rose, Victor Perez, um, and Shane Lowry. So yeah. you have <laughs> that's not why you want times, those names. Three times as many in the bottom twenty as you have in the top twenty. Um and worryingly enough, the only one in between that is uh or the only two in three in between that are John Ram, Thomas Dietrich, Tommy Fleetwood. So like you've <clears throat> Tyrrell Hatton. And Tyrrell, yeah, he's top twenty two. Yeah. yeah top 22 so yeah so far so what i'm saying is we're, we're pretty heavily weighted towards the back of the field there um look as well i i think when we look at who's in the i suppose that top 40 like we have we do have all of our people in there from a world from a from a Ryder cup perspective but i don't know i, I wonder as well those guys that are down in that that, that bottom 20 like they're not full-time members of the PGA Tour, um, they're out-and-out European Tour players. Shane is. No, no, that, that's sorry. Of, well, he he plays both. Like in fairness, like he, he's he's as likely to be playing the European circuit as as there, but like 
are we suffering from the kind of lack of competition within them or the lack of events even or i don't know yeah like we only we only have golf in dubai in europe like to be honest so that that's it so you think it's a result of covid rather than like a good u.s college system or oh jeez i don't know like that goes probably deeper than what this podcast can can get into like what do you think it is that's that's causing it because like i'm at a loss i just think like you know the whole the whole phrase is iron sharpens iron kind of thing like if they're competing in a heavily competitive european tour they're all like standards rise um yeah i think i think for me there's probably this there are three things. The first one is that the top players in the PGA Tour are competing with one another week in, week out. So rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. Second one is probably just a lack of mini tours and the likes around Ireland and, and UK and Europe. I think you've got like what, Europro, Clutch, Alps, then you get into Challenge and then European Tour. I just don't think there's enough competition for for tour players around Europe. And then the last one for me is um I think Europe should implement a a collegiate system that the US has in terms of that type of competition. Uh like now of all the things that are possible like that's that, the last yeah. That's a behemoth like that's like you're you're dealing with like golf programs and football programs as they yeah, call them there that are worth multi million like, dollar like, programs like hundreds of millions go into their sports like i don't i don't like that's the one that you just can't see um developing but it's the fact that well there is a simple fact that the mini tours around europe are on their knees in terms of when they can even restart like yeah the the cautious approach that we're obviously taking towards getting rid of uh, of lockdown like there isn't effectively that in the u.s so like the mini tours are all running um well but they, they have a, nat- a natural break as well by the way uh but there's something for them to play um now how does that affect <laughs> the guys at the very top of the tree <laughs> arguably it doesn't but um there's certainly certainly a gap but the thing is we're still going to be <clears throat> unbelievably competitive like they've shown that they are fantastic individually and will all be ranked always are ranked higher in the world always seem to be on form um but yet we beat pants off them in the weather cup yeah and I, I think to judge their results of this this one week is is unfair there's this yeah. florida and then texas swing so there's Ar- arnold palmer coming up the players the honda classic and then another wgc dell technologies match play say at the end of that because that's all top 50 plus invites as well yeah so for the likes of shane and bob bernd wiesberger and pap uh, victor perez who mm-hmm. want to be playing the rider cups um these four weeks these next four weeks will be just very exactly very what important. they need yeah like they're in the big ones um they've four as you said they've four chances at, at big events um and there's enough of them over there. Like they're they're all there, so mm. they're all like they've all put themselves in a position to get into these. Now it's just a case of no more than what you're saying about Shane. It's time to go and win one of the fucking things. Like exactly, I think, and I mean, like for some of those guys, it probably isn't even a case of going out, going and winning. It's posting up good results, like what Victor Hovland did. Obviously, he wanted he was in there to win, but 
like if someone comes out from, from the European tour with a top five, top ten, like a top twenty, you, you've, you've put your name on the map pretty pretty consi- considerably there. If you're in, like, if you give a lot of the majority of those guys five or four top twenties in the next week, a lot of them would be like, "Yep, I'm playing very well." Now that that's how they'd say they were playing. Like, they might not be happy that they haven't won or whatever, but like, you're playing very, very solidly if you're mm. in top twenty. So, just push them into the top twenty, get them used to it, and or get used to kind of scoring and them back to playing well, and away they go. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of good scoring. Um, Ireland's Seamus Power had a, a good good week yeah. at the alternate event, the Puerto Rico Open. Had a tied 22nd, 10 under. Um, Brendan Grace came out away with the win, but it was the first big result for, for Seamus this season now. Um, he'd obviously been first alternate and second and third alternate for the Hawaii yeah. swing, um, where like those are tough positions to be in to then have to go and compete and get results. Um, Whereas he knows that he's in this event, and then in at least four weeks' time, there's an alternate event against the WGC again, where he'll more than likely be teaming up. So he's got a chance here now to to push on and get a few more points and just improve his status. But a good yeah. good week's worth for for him. Yeah, like <clears throat> 69, 70, 67, 72, Probably lost a bit of ground the last day, um, which would have like a couple of shots here or there would have. He went into but, the final round in 10th place. So, mm, yeah. yeah. That, does, that just shows you what shooting even does for you on the on the alternate event on the PGA Tour. D- yeah, it doesn't get you. Yeah, it doesn't get you far. But like gain 10 points in the FedEx Cup in terms of where he is. Uh, I've got some money in the bank. Um, so we'll get another we'll get another shot at it again. Like in, it will open doors as well in terms of potentially invites too. So uh for if there is spots um so yeah but like very like very good for him and another like another positive step for him another positive step on the uh lpga tour as well for leona mcguire yeah so um the new season of the lpga has begun leona mcguire as you said got off to a solid start at the Gamebridge event at lake nona she shot a Six under 69 72, 69 72, so pretty consistent four days yeah. to finish in tied for 16th. And she took home a cool 25 grand as well for her, her week's work, which is, I guess, yep. that's good going. It's a good start to the week for her. Good but, start, um, yeah. The, yeah, the main, the main story, the biggest, most impressive story from that is that Nellie Corda is what 24 le- younger. She she won. Um, the first event back after her sister Jessica won the Diamond Resorts Classic. So the Corda sisters become the first sisters to win back-to-back LPGA Tour events since the Sorensen sisters in 2000. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And, and their, their brother won brothers, a tennis event like yeah, <laughs> three weeks uh, ago as well. He's pretty hot apparently as well. So um, What a family name to have to live up to. Like Imagine they, like, they must have another sibling who's just like yeah, I'm, I'm not really that athletic, so we're just gonna let them do all the all the sporting achievements. Yeah, like you have to remember that, isn't it? Their father was yeah, a, a tennis pro as well, like yeah. on the tour. Um, I'm trying to remember his name, um, but he's like they they come from a family of high high achievers. Um, yeah, Peter Carter. That's it. I had to I had to look there. Uh, <laughs> tough going <laughs> that's a pedigree they have to live up to now yeah exactly 
Um, so yeah, not the I, I didn't see didn't see any of it. Um, unfortunately, the weekend was played down like Nona. Um, but again, like like a good event. Um, interestingly, on the LPGA, uh, Mike Wan has left to become the USGA commis- commissioner, which is basically CEO, isn't it? Yeah. So kind of positive things there. So he'll be running uh, everything you see from the US Open um, to the um, women's amateur, men's amateur. That all comes under their remit. So uh, you can uh, only historic. hope that's going to be good for the women's game. Yep, exactly. That's that's that was where I was going with that. Is like a historically fractious relationship between players and the USGA on on both sides, uh, and he seems to have come in with glowing recommendations from anyone who's dealt with him in the LP, LPGA. So he also was like a pretty high ranked position in TaylorMade. So he does have the OEM background as well. So this may not be like a roll back the ball or a roll back the driver, no USGA CEO. This could be the guy who's like, ah, it's fine. Just grow it again. Keep doing what everyone, you're doing. Keep doing what everyone, you're doing. Everyone whack it. Yeah. So he's, um, no, he seems pretty, um, pretty cool. So that was anything from the professional side. Um, There's not much going on in terms of our golf. Not going on. It's, do we want to talk about this again? No. Yeah. See you in May? April? May? Say April, just to April. appease me, will you? I got, I got an interesting phone call from a club in Dublin who asked me if I was going to renew this year. Um, and they didn't offer any kind of discount. They just wanted um, us to know if you're coming back. They just wanted to know if I was coming back. Um, full whack. And I was like, Eesh. probably yeah. not. A lot I of people know. like... Whew. I don't know you and many text groups. It's like once every time this come back, people are like, "Ooh, don't know." Like I want to, I want to support my club, but um, so do I. But, but also... like they gotta, like I'd like them to help me help them. <laughs> yeah, well, who's the duty of care on? Is the club to look after the member? The member to look after the club? Um, it's 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 start it's starting to get to a lot of a point with a lot of people. Like a lot of clubs are at the thirty first of March. Uh, deadline they always say that like if you're if you past 31st of March it is like a lapsed membership mm. um, but uh, I, I, I it's, it's a tricky call now to be honest there's, there's a lot of people who be who will be very reticent to or reluctant sorry to to fork out a lot of money for sure and I think from my perspective I will spend that X number of hundred euros playing golf courses around the country because I'm gonna to wanna to, I'm gonna to wanna to play new courses and wanna travel around around yep. Ireland playing golf. So that money will still get spent in the golf industry, just in a different way in a different place. Yes, it will. Um fully agree. It's just this oh it's just an air of frustration, isn't there amongst amongst everyone from, from a golf perspective. Um the arguments of it's the same as it's more safe than walking in the park or going to Tesco's um, don't really harbor any weight, really. I don't think. I mean, if, if they did, they would have sorry, wait on the golf that. courses, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like, I do have to laugh. I like my sister lives in Manus, like, and she is like just outside of Carton House, and she walks the dog in Carton House, and I'm just kind of she sends the photos 
of Pearl walking the dog. I was kind of going, what's the difference if she had a bag, like a bag of clubs on her back as opposed to the dog with her? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's funny when you see that. Uh, and the thing is, when golf, if golf courses were open, people like your sister wouldn't be able to go in there for a walk. So there wouldn't be as many people going. Or do you yeah, think there'd be yeah, different numbers of people going in? Yeah, well, it, <laughs> you just... I don't know any like it's somewhere for for them to go because it's close by and it's a facility mm. that, they, that they can use in the same that like in the same way as the Phoenix Park that's what you consider it as now a lot of people do like uh, you take Carton House like people go walking and running through Carton House irrespective of whether it's it's open for golf or not um, because it's a lovely place to be and they're very amenable to, to people doing that um, it's the it's just these massive patches of land that are just <laughs> closed to everybody. Like, so mm. yeah, makes it tough. It does. It does. But sure, then you're if, gonna have if to a golf playing. course is closed to golf, actually, here's a question and people can come back to us. If a golf course is closed to golf, like if you went out to walk on your golf course, can you do that? Without your golf I wouldn't course? have thought so. So, I wouldn't have thought so. So I was chatting to one of the um, groundskeepers at Juliet over the weekend, and he was saying that, so they've now obviously like hosting the Irish Open this year, but there were a few cases of vandalism on the course over the Christmas break into the new year. People right. setting bonfires out by tea boxes and like having little campfires, cans, bottles, people just walking on frosted yeah. grass and killing it. But one day he was out and on the 18th fairway was a family having a poke about. And that just really, that just really annoys me because it's a family of like six or so having a poke about in the middle of the fairway. And he was like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're in Kilkenny. There are hurting pitches everywhere. everywhere. What are you doing? And the family were like, I'm sure there's no one here. So I thought it was okay. Yeah. Like, yeah there's no one here because it's closed. So like, yeah, I suppose in the same way the GA pitches are closed, people can't go for a walk around them. They can't play football on them. So just yeah, obviously, if you use by that log- logic, the golf courses are closed because oh, which just boggles the mind. Anyway, I think we'll end up getting very frustrated if we keep on talking we'll, about this. We'll just anger ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We'll and then alienate news. the hurling community. <laughs> but on good news, we do. We will have an announcement coming up quite soon. Um, by the end of the week, probably. Um. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, big, uh, like like a big thing for us. Um, and one step we're delighted to to be taking. So, stay tuned for that. Yeah, I think what started out as the two of us like in a chat shite about golf has become a much bigger thing that we'd ever expected, or I ever expected for sure. Yeah. Um, way more of you guys are tuning in each week, each month, which is fantastic to see. And um, we're getting really positive feedback, and so this is just. Um, for us, it's just the next step in that, which is really exciting. So hopefully it'll be really exciting for you guys as well. Yeah, exactly. Lovely stuff. Well, look, until we have that announcement later on this week, we will see you guys in the next episode. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory 
continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.